0: Fact. If I were to turn my latest book into a series of videos, then YouTube would have them removed. Believe me, I have tried. I would be given strikes. I'd eventually have my channel taken down. There are some investigations which the Ministry of Truth will not tolerate, and subjects like the true cause of polio and what actually happened, or rather, did not happen in Auschwitz are some of them. Exile to Aftermath continues my series on Intel PsyOps and hoaxes throughout the decades. It is obviously a blacklisted read. Other topics covered in here is my series on the atomic bomb hoax, as well as the Black Dahlia murder hoax. I've been at this for a long time now, and I do work very hard at it, turning out new content each and every week on my website, The Unexpected Cosmology. Everything I put out is for free. One of the ways that you can support my ministry is by visiting Sacred Word Publishing and purchasing any one of my books. The Hidden Hand of Camelot and It's Only Murder if They're Dead follows the intel psyops and hoaxes of the 60s, while The Angel She Desires unveils my research into subjects like Serpent Seed and The Only Begotten Daughter of Elohim. Also, please consider leaving a review. I do appreciate your support. Shalom. Well, that was uh, <laughs> a very short read. Uh, the, this is why we're doing two reads tonight. And the next we're going to go over is the history of Joseph the Carpenter. I will point out, too, that in some of these books, you know, you will see a little phrase inserted here or there, and you go, I think that's Catholic. I'm going to give you a good example. There's one book that I fancy, and it's called uh, The Beheading of John the Baptist. Uh, It's one of those rarely read books, of course. And it's a great read. And you're going through, you know, John the Baptist up to the point he's beheaded and so on and so forth and afterwards. And then the book closes and like the last line is like, and thus we commemorate on this day every year the festival of John the Baptist or whatever. And it's a command or whatever. It's like, okay, all right. Like, thank you for throwing that in there. That that clearly was, you know, the Roman church. Um, putting that into their documents it's not in anywhere else and it's just those little things we're gonna you know we're not gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater uh in this series as we go through this stuff so as you can see here i think yeah james just pinned this the history of joseph the carpenter i will be reading this one and i'm just checking okay he's not here so follow along if you would like uh the last one, it turns out I guess I didn't do a lot of editing on that one. There was still a lot of uh, proper names, but I think on this one I, I went through and tried to change a few here and there. So the history of Yosef the Carpenter. In the name of Elohim, of one essence and three persons. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your and keep in mind, this is the um, the added benediction at the beginning of the document. All right. I don't believe this was original and it's actually in italics, but I will go ahead and read it anyways. We're, we're gonna have to you know, push through the, um, the mess to get to these uh, texts. So let me start again. In the name of Elohim of one essence and three persons, a.k.a. the Trinity. The history of the death of our father, the holy old man, Yosef the Carpenter. May his blessings and prayers preserve us all, O brethren, all men. His whole life was 111 years, and his departure from this world happened on the 26th of the month, Abib, which answers to the month, Ab. And I'm actually, if someone could tell me what month that actually is, that would be awesome. Uh, May his prayer preserve us. Amen. And indeed, it was our Adonai Yehusha, Messiah or Hamashiach himself who related this story to his disciples on the Mount of Olives and all Yosef's labor and the end of his days. And the holy apostles have preserved this conversation and have left it written down in the library at Yerushalayim. May their prayers preserve us all. Amen. So that tells you right here, uh, this—they're telling you that this was preserved by the family of Yahusha, uh, really his apostles. But I think they're probably referring to Yaakov. And um, and I and I, By the way, I do believe that Yaakov. Uh, I've seen a few documents that has caused me to consider that Yaakov did write a lot about his family history, that he was really interested in that. Uh, The Infancy Gospel of Yaakov is one good example of that. It happened one day when the Savior, our Master Elohim, and Savior Yehusha Hamashiach was sitting alone with his disciples, and they were all assembled on the Mount of Olives, that he said to them, O my brethren and friends, sons of the Father who has chosen you from all men, you know that I have often told you that I must be crucified. And must die for the salvation of Adam and his uh, posterity. And that I shall rise from the dead. Now I shall commit to you the doctrine of the Holy Gospel formally announced to you, that you may declare it throughout the whole world. And I shall endow you with power from on high and fill you with the Ruach HaKodesh. And you shall declare to all nations repentance and remission of sins. For a single cup of water, if a man shall find it in the world to come, is greater and better than all the wealth of this world. And as much ground as one foot can occupy in the house of my father is greater and more excellent than all the riches of the earth. Yea, a single hour in the joyful dwelling of the pious is more blessed and more precious than a thousand years among sinners. And as much as their weeping and lamentation shall not come to an end, and their tears shall not cease, nor shall they find for themselves consolation and repose at any time forever. And now, O my honored members, go declare to all nations, tell them, and say to them, Verily the Savior diligently inquires into the inheritance which is due, and is the administrator of justice. And the angels will cast down their enemies, and will fight for them in the day of conflict and he will examine every single foolish and idle word which men speak, and they shall give an account for it. For as no one shall escape death, so also the works of every man shall be laid open on the day of judgment, whether they have been good or evil. Tell them also this word which I have said to you today, Let not the strong man glory in his strength, nor the rich man in his riches, but let him who wishes to glory Glory in Yahuwah. There was a man whose name was Yosef, sprung from a family of Bethlehem, a town of Yehuda, and the city of King David. This same man, being well furnished with wisdom and learning, was made a priest in the temple of Yahuwah. He was, besides, skillful in the trade, which was that of a carpenter, and after the manner of all men, he married a wife. Moreover, he begot for himself sons and daughters, four sons namely, and two daughters. Now, these are their names, Yehuda, Eustace, Yaakov, and Shimon. The names of the two daughters were, uh, I guess that's Asia, and Lydia. At length, the wife of righteous Yosef, a woman intent on the divine glory in all her works, departed this life. But Yosef, the righteous man, my father after the flesh, and the spouse of my mother, Miriam, went away with his sons to his trade, practicing the art of a carpenter. Now, when righteous Yosef became a widower, my mother Miriam, blessed, holy, and pure, was already twelve years old, for her parents offered her in the temple when she was three years of age, and she remained in the temple of Yahuwah nine years. Then, when the priests saw that the virgin, holy, and Elohim fearing was growing up, they spoke to each other, saying, Let us search out a man, righteous and pious, to whom Miriam may be entrusted until the time of her marriage, lest, if she remain in the temple, it happen to her, as is wont to happen to women, and lest, on that account, we sin, and Elohim be angry with us. Therefore, they immediately sent out and assembled twelve old men of the tribe of Yehuda, and they wrote down the names of the twelve tribes of Israel, and the lot fell upon the pious old man, righteous Yosef. Then the priest answered and said to my blessed mother, Go with Yosef and be with him to the time of your marriage. Righteous Yosef therefore received my mother and led her away to his own house. And Miriam found Yaakov, the less, in his father's house, broken-hearted and sad on account of the loss of his mother. And she brought him up. Hence, Miriam was called the mother of Yaakov. Therefore, Yosef left her at home and went away to the shop where he wrought at his trade of a carpenter. And after the Holy Virgin had spent two years in his house, her age was exactly 14 years, including the time at which he received her. And I chose her of my own will, with the concurrence of my father and the counsel of the Ruach HaKodesh. That's kind of interesting. And I was made flesh of her by a mystery which transcends the grasp of created reason. And three months after her conception, the righteous man, Yosef, returned from the place where he worked at his trade. And when he found my virgin mother pregnant, he was greatly perplexed and thought of sending her away secretly. But from fear and sorrow and the anguish of his heart, he could endure neither to eat nor drink that day. But at midday there... I just lost my place. Here we are. But at midday there appeared to him in a dream the Prince of the Angels, the Holy Gabriel, Furnished with a command from my father. And he said to him, Yosef, son of David, fear not to take Miriam as thy wife, for she has conceived of the Ruach HaKodesh, and she will bring forth a son, whose name shall be called Yehusha. He it is who shall rule all nations with a rod of iron. Having thus spoken, the angel departed from him. And Yosef rose from his sleep and dead as the angel of Yahuwah had said to him, and Miriam abode with him. Sometime after that, there came forth an order from Augustus Caesar the king that all the habitable world should be enrolled, each man in his own city. The old man, therefore, righteous Joseph, rose up and took the virgin Miriam and came to Bethlehem, because the time of her for bringing forth was at hand. Yosef then inscribed his name in the list. For Joseph, the son of David, whose spouse Miriam was, was of the tribe of Yehudah. And indeed, Miriam, my mother, brought me forth in Bethlehem in a cave near the tomb of Rachel, the wife of the patriarch, uh, Patriarch Yaakov, Jacob, the mother of Yosef and Benjamin. But Hasatan went and told this to Herod the Great, the father of Archelaus, And it was this same Herod who ordered my friend and relative Yochanan to be beheaded. Accordingly, he searched for me diligently thinking that my kingdom was to be of this world. But Joseph, that pious old man, was warned of this by a dream. Therefore he rose and took Mary and my mother, and I lay in her bosom. Salome also was their fellow traveler. Having therefore set out from home, he retired into Egypt and remained there the space of one whole year until the hatred of Herod passed away. Now Herod died by the worst form of death, atoning for the shedding of the blood of the children whom he wickedly cut off, though there was no sin in them. And that impious tyrant Herod, being dead, they returned into the land of Israel and lived in a city of Galilee which is called Nazareth. And Yosef going back to his trade of a carpenter, earned his living by the work of his hands, for as the law of Moshe had commanded, he never sought to live for nothing by another's labor. At length, by increasing years, the old man arrived at a very advanced age. He did not, however, labor under any bodily weakness, nor had his sight failed, nor had any tooth perished from his mouth. In mind also, for the whole time of his life, he never wandered. But like a boy, he always in his business displayed youthful vigor, and his limbs remained unimpaired and free from all pain. His life, then, in all, amounted to 111 years, his old age being prolonged to the utmost limit. Now, Eustace and Shimon, the elder sons of Yosef, were married and had families their own. Both the daughters were likewise married and lived in their own houses. So there remained in Yosef's house, Yehuda and Yaakov the Less, and my virgin mother. I, moreover, dwelt along with them, not otherwise than if I had been one of his sons. But I passed all my life without fault. Miriam, I called my mother and Yosef father, and I obeyed them in all that they said. Nor did I ever contend against them, but comp- uh, complied with their commands as other men whom earth produces are wont to do. Nor did I at any time arouse their anger or give any word or answer in opposition to them. On the contrary, I cherished them with great love, like the pupil of my eye. It came to pass, after these things, that the death of that old man, the pious Yosef, and his departure from this world were approaching, as happens to other men who owe their origin to this earth. And as his body was verging on dissolution, an angel of Yahuwah informed him that his death was now close at hand. Therefore, fear and great perplexity came upon him. So he rose up and went to Jerusalem. And going into the temple of Yahuwah, he poured out his prayers there before the sanctuary and said, O Elohim, author of all consolation, Elohim of all compassion, and Adonai of the whole human race, Elohim of my soul, body, and ruach, with supplications I reverence thee, O Adonai and my Elohim. If now my days are ended, and the time draws near when I must leave this world, send me, I beseech thee, the great Michael, the prince of thy holy angels, Let him remain with me, that my wretched soul may depart from this afflicted body without trouble, without terror and impatience. For great fear and intense sadness take hold of all bodies on the day of their death, whether it be man or woman, beast, wild or tame, or whatever creeps on the ground or flies in the air. At the last all creatures under heaven in whom is the breath of life are struck with horror, and their souls depart from their bodies with strong fear and great depression. Now therefore, O Adonai and my Elohim, let thy holy angel be present with his help to my soul and body, and tell until they shall be uh des- I guess, from each other. And let not the face of the angel appointed my guardian from the day of my birth be turned away from me, but may he be the companion of my journey and even until he bring me to thee. Let his countenance be pleasant and gladsome to me, and let him accompany me me in shalom. And let not demons of frightful aspect come near me in the way in which I am to go, until I come to thee in bliss. And let not the doorkeepers hinder my soul from entering paradise, and do not uncover my sins and expose me to condemnation before thy terrible tribunal. Let not the loins rush in upon me. I'm sorry, not the loins, the lions. (laughs) Let me try that again. Let not the lions rush in upon me, nor let the waves of the sea of fire overwhelm my soul. For this must every soul pass through before I have seen the glory of thy Godhead. O Elohim, most righteous judge, who in justice and equity wilt judge mankind and wilt render unto each one according to To his works, O Adonai and my Elohim, I beseech thee, be present to me in thy compassion, and enlighten my path that I may come to thee, for thou art a fountain overflowing with all good things, and with glory for evermore. Amen. It came to pass thereafter, when he returned to his own house in the city of Nazareth, that he was seized by disease and had to keep his bed. And it was at this time that he died, according to the destiny of all mankind, for this disease was very heavy upon him, and he had never been ill, as he now was, from the day of his birth. And thus assuredly it pleased Messiah to order the destiny of righteous Yosef. He lived 40 years unmarried. Thereafter his wife remained under his care 49 years, and then died. And a year after her death, my mother, the blessed Miriam, was entrusted to him by the priest that he should keep her until the time of her marriage. She spent two years in his house, and in the third year of her stay with Yosef in the 15th year of her age, she brought me forth on earth by a mystery which no creature can uh, penetrate or understand except myself and my father in the Ruach HaKadosh, constituting one essence with myself. The whole age of my father, therefore, that righteous old man, was one hundred and eleven years, my father in heaven having so decreed. And the day on which his soul left his body was the twenty-sixth of the month, Abib. For now the fine gold began to lose its splendor, and the silver to be worn down by use, I mean his understanding and his wisdom. He also loathed food and drink and lost all his skill in his trade of carpentry. Nor did he any more pay attention to it. It came to pass then, in the early dawn of the twenty-sixth day of Abib, that yosef that righteous old man, lying in his bed, was giving up his uh, unquiet soul. Wherefore he opened his mouth with many sighs and struck his hands once again, one against the other, and with a loud voice cried out and spoke after the following manner. Woe to the day on which I was born into the world! Woe to the womb which bare me! Woe to the bowels which admitted me. Woe to the breasts which suckled me. Woe to the feet upon which I sat and rested. Woe to the hands which carried me and reared me until I grew up. For I was conceived in iniquity, and in sins did my mother desire me. Woe to my tongue and my lips, which have brought forth and spoken vanity, detraction, falsehood, ignorance, derision, idle tales, craft, and hypocrisy. Woe to mine eyes, which have looked upon scandalous things. Woe to mine ears, which have delighted in the words of slanderers. Woe to my hands, which have seized what did not of right belong to them. Woe to my belly and my bowels, which have lusted after food unlawful to be eaten. Woe to my throat, which like a fire has consumed all that it found. Woe to my feet. Which have too often walked in ways displeasing to Elohim. Woe to my body, and woe to my miserable soul, which has already turned aside from Elohim its Maker. What shall I do when I arrive at that place where I must stand before the most righteous judge, and when he shall call me to account for the works which I have heaped upon, up in my youth? Woe to every man dying in his sins. Assuredly, that same dreadful hour which came upon my father Yaakov, when his soul was flying forth from his body, is now, is now behold, near at hand for me. Oh, how wretched I am this day, and worthy of lamentation! But Elohim alone is the disposer of my soul and body. He also will deal with them after his own good pleasure. These are the words spoken by Yosef, that righteous old man. And I, going in beside him, found his soul exceedingly troubled, for he was placed in great perplexity. And I said to him, Hail, my father Yosef, thou righteous man, how is it with thee? And he answered me, All hail, my well-beloved son. Indeed, the agony and fear of death have already environed me. But as soon as I heard thy voice, my soul was at rest. O Yahusha of Nazareth, Yahusha, my Savior, Yahusha, the Deliverer of my soul, Yahusha, my Protector, Yahusha, O sweetest name in my mouth, and in the mouth of all those that love it, O eye which sees, O eye which sees, and ear which hears, hear me. I am thy servant. This day I most humbly reverence thee, and before thy face I pour out my tears. Thou art altogether my Elohim. Thou art my Adonai, as the angel has told me times without number, and especially on that day when my soul was driven about with perverse thoughts about the pure and blessed Miriam, who was carrying thee in her womb, and whom I was thinking of secretly sending away. And while I was thus meditating, behold, there appeared to me in my rest angels of Yahuwah, saying to me in a wonderful mystery, O Yosef, thou son of David, Fear not to take Miriam as thy wife, and do not grieve thy soul, nor speak unbecoming words of her conception, because she is with child of the Ruach Hakodesh and shall bring forth a son whose name shall be called Yahusha, for he shall save his people from their sins. Do not for this cause wish me evil, O Adonai, for I was ignorant of the mystery of thy birth. I called to mind also, my Adonai, that day when the boy died of the bites of the serpent. And his relations wished to deliver thee to Herod, saying that thou had killed him. But thou didst raise him from the dead and restore him to them. Then I went up to thee and took hold of thine hand, saying, My son, take care of thyself. But thou didst say to me in reply, Art thou not my father after the flesh? I shall shall teach thee who I am. Now therefore, O Adonai and my Elohim, do not be angry with me or condemn me on account of that hour I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaiden but thou art my Adonai met, my Elohim and my savior most surely the son of Elohim When my father Yosef had thus spoken he was unable to weep more and i saw that death now had dominion over him and my mo- and my mother virgin undefiled rose and came to me, saying, O oh, my beloved son, this pious old man, Yosef, is now dying. And I answered, O oh, my dearest mother, assuredly upon all creatures produced in this world the same necessity of death lies, for death holds sway over the whole human race. Even thou, O oh, my virgin mother, must look for the same end of life as other mortals. And yet thy death, as also the death of this pious man, is not death, but life endearing to eternity. Nay, more, even I must die, as concerns the body which I have received from thee. But rise, O my venerable mother, and go in to Yosef, that blessed old man, in order that thou mayest see what will happen as his soul ascends from his body. My undefiled mother Miriam therefore went and entered the place where Yosef was, and I was sitting at his feet looking at him, for the signs of death already appeared in his countenance. And that blessed old man raised his head and kept his eyes fixed on my face. But he had no power of speaking to me on account of the agonies of death, which held him in their gasp. But he kept fetching many sighs, and I held his hands for a whole hour. And he turned his face to me and made signs for me not to leave him. Thereafter, I put my hand upon his breast and perceived his soul now near his throat, preparing to depart from its uh, receptacle when my virgin mother saw me touching his body, she also touched his feet and finding them already dead and destitute of heat. She said to me, "O my beloved son, assuredly, his feet are already beginning to stiffen and they are as cold as snow. Accordingly, she summoned his sons and daughters and said to them, come as many as there are of you and go to your father, for assuredly, he is now at the very point of death. And Asia, his daughter, answered and said, Woes me, O my brothers, this is certainly the same disease that my beloved mother died of. And she lamented and shed tears. And all Yosef's other children mourned along with her. I also and my mother Miriam wept along with them. And turning my eyes towards the region of the south, I saw death already approaching, and all Gehenna with him closely attended by his army and his satellites. It's kind of an interesting word, Their satellites. And their clothes, their faces, and their mouths poured forth flames. And when my father Yosef saw them coming straight to him, his eyes dissolved in tears, and at the same time he groaned after a strange manner. Accordingly, when I saw the vehemence of his sighs, I drove back death and all the hosts of servants which accompanied him, and I called upon my good father, saying, O Father of all mercy, eye which sees, and ear which hears, hearken to my prayers and supplications in behalf of the old man Yosef, and send Michael the prince of thine angels, and Gabriel the herald of light, and all the light of thine angels, and let their whole array walk with the soul of my father Yosef, until they shall have conducted it to thee. This is the hour in which my father has need of compassion. And I say unto you that all the saints, yea, as many men as are born in the world, whether they be just or whether they be perverse, must of necessity taste of death. Therefore Michael and Gabriel came to the soul of my father Yosef and took it and wrapped it in a shining wrapper. Thus he committed his ruach into the hands of my good father, and he bestowed upon him shalom. But as yet none of his children knew that he had fallen asleep. And the angels preserved his soul from the demons of darkness which were in the way, and praised Elohim, even until they conducted it to the dwelling place of the pious. Now his body was lying prostrate and bloodless. Wherefore I reached forth my hand, and put right his eyes, and shut his mouth, and said to the Virgin Miriam, O oh, my mother, where is the skill which he showed in all the time that he lived in this world? Lo, it has perished, as if it had never existed. And when his children heard me speaking with my mother, the pure virgin, they knew that he had already breathed his last, and they shed tears and lamented. But I said to them, Assuredly, the death of your father is not death, but life everlasting, for he has been freed from the troubles of this life and has been passed to perpetual and everlasting rest. When they heard these words, they rent their their clothes and wept. And indeed, the inhabitants of Nazareth and of Galilee, having heard of their lamentation, flocked to them and wept from the third hour even to the ninth. And at the ninth hour, they all wept together to Yosef's bed. I'm sorry, they all went together, not wept together. They were probably weeping too. And they lifted his body after they had anointed it with costly um, anjuance. But I entreated my father in the prayer of the celestials, that same prayer which with any own hand I made before I was carried in the womb of the Virgin Mary and my mother, And as soon as I had finished it and pronounced the Amen, a great multitude of angels came up, and I ordered two of them to stretch out their shining garments and to wrap in them the body of Yosef, the blessed old man. And I spoke to Yosef and said, The smell or corruption of death shall not have dominion over thee, nor shall a worm ever come forth from thy body. Not a single limb of it shall be broken, nor shall any hair on thy head be changed, Nothing of thy body shall perish, O my father Yosef, but it will remain entire and uncorrupted even until the banquet of the thousand years. And whosoever shall make an offering on the day of thy remembrance, him will I bless and recompense in the congregation of the virgins. And whosoever shall give food to the wretched, the poor, the widows, and orphans from the work of his hands, on the day on which thy memory shall be celebrated and in thy name shall not be in want of good things all the days of his life. And whosoever shall have given a cup of water or of wine to drink to the widow or orphan in thy name, I will give him to thee that thou mayest go in with him to the banquet of the thousand years. And every man who shall present an offering on the day of the uh, commemoration will I bless and recompense in the church of the virgins. For one I will r- render unto him thirty, sixty, and a 100. And whosoever shall write the history of thy life, of thy labor, And thy departure from this world, and this narrative that has issued from my mouth, him shall I commit to thy keeping as long as he shall have to do with his life. And when his soul departs from the body, and when he must leave this world, I will burn the book of of his sins, nor will I torment him with any punishment in the day of judgment. But he shall cross the sea of flames, and shall go through it without troubles or pain. And upon every poor man who can give none of those things which I have mentioned, this is uh, incumbent. If a son is born to him, he shall call his name Yosef, though there shall not take place in that house either poverty or any sudden death forever. Therefore the chief men of the city came together to the place where the body of the blessed old man Yosef had been laid, bringing with them burial clothes, and they wished to wrap it up in them after, that, after the manner in which the Yahudim, the Yahudim are wont to arrange their dead bodies, and they perceived that he kept his shroud fast, for it adhered to the body in such a way that when they wished to take it off, it was found to be like iron, impossible to be moved or loosened. Nor could they find any ends in that piece of linen which struck them with the greatest astonishment. At length they carried him out to a place where he, there was a cave, and opened the gate, that they might bury his body beside the bodies of his fathers. Then there came into my mind the day on which he walked with me into Egypt, in that extreme trouble which he endured on my account. Accordingly, I bewailed his death for a long time, and lying upon his body, I said, O death, who makes all knowledge to vanish away, and raiseth so many tears and lamentations? Surely it is Elihim, my father himself who hath granted thee this power. For men die for the transgression of Adam and his wife Hava, and death spares not so much as one. Nevertheless, nothing happens to anyone or is brought upon him without the command of my father. There have certainly been men who have prolonged their life even to 900 years, but they died. Yea, though some of them have lived longer, they have notwithstanding succumbed to the same fate. Nor has any one of them ever said, I have not tasted death. For Yahuwah never sends the same punishment more than once, since it hath pleased my father to bring it upon men. And at the very moment when it, going forth, beholds the command descending it from heaven, it says, I will go forth against that man, and will greatly move him. Then, without delay, it makes an onset on the soul, and obtains the mastery of it, doing with it whatever it will. For because Adam did not the will of my Father, but transgressed his commandment, the wrath of my Father was kindled against him, and he doomed him to death. And thus it was that death came into the world. But if Adam had observed my father's precepts, death would never have fallen to his lot. Think you that I can ask my good father to send me a chariot of fire, which may take up the body of my father Yosef and convey it to the place of rest, in order that it may dwell with the Ruachs, or the spirits? But on account of the transgression of Adam, that trouble and violence of death has descended upon all the human race. And it is for this cause that I must die according to the flesh, for my work which I have created, that they may obtain grace. Having thus spoken, I embraced the body of my father Yosef and wept over it. And they opened the door of the tomb and placed his body in it near the body of his father Yaakov. And at the time when he fell asleep, he had fulfilled 111 years. Never did a tooth in his mouth hurt him. Nor was his eyesight rendered less sharp, nor his body bent, nor his strength impaired. But he worked his trade of a carpenter to the very last day of his life, and that was the 6th and 20th of the month of And we apostles, when we heard these things from our Savior, rose up joyfully and prostrated ourselves in honor of him and said, O my Savior, show us thy grace. Now indeed we have heard the word of life. Nevertheless, we wonder... O our Savior, at the fate of Enoch and Elias, inasmuch as they had not uh, to undergo death. For truly they dwell in the habitation of the righteous, even to the present day. Nor have their bodies seen corruption. Yet that old man, Joseph the carpenter, was, nevertheless, thy father after the flesh. And thou hast ordered us to go into all the world and preach the holy gospel. And thou hast said... Relate to them the death of my father Joseph, and celebrate to him with annual uh, solemnity, a festival, and a sacred day. And whosoever shall take anything away from this narrative, or add anything to it, commits sin. We wonder especially that Joseph, even from that day on which thou wast born in Bethlehem, called thee his son after the flesh. Wherefore then didst thou not make him immortal as well as them, and thou sayest that he was righteous and chosen? And our Savior answered and said, Indeed, the prophecy of my father upon Adam for his disobedience has now been fulfilled, and all things are arranged according to the will and pleasure of my father. For if a man rejects the commandment of Elohim and follows the works of the devil by committing sin, his life is prolonged. For he is preserved in order that he may perhaps repent and reflect that he must be delivered into the hands of death. But if any one has been zealous of good works, his life also is prolonged, that as the fame of his old age increases... Upright men may imitate him, but when you see a man whose mind is prone to anger, assuredly his days are shortened, for it is these that are taken away in the flower of their age. Every prophecy, therefore, which my father has pronounced concerning the sons of men, must be fulfilled in every particular, but with reference to Enoch and Elias, and how they remain alive to this day, keeping the same bodies with which they were born. And as to what concerns my father Joseph, who has not been allowed as well as as they to remain in the body indeed though a man live in the world many myriads of years nevertheless at some time or other he is compelled to exchange life for death and i say to you O my brethren that they also enoch and elias must towards the end of time return into the world and die in the day namely of commotion of terror of perplexity and affliction for antichrist will slay four bodies and will pour out their blood like water because of the reproach to which they shall expose him, and the um, ignominy which, with which they in their lifetime shall brand him when they reveal his impiety. And we said, O our Adonai, our Elohim and Savior, who are the, those four whom thou hast said Antichrist will cut off from the reproach they bring upon him? Yahuwah answered, They are Enoch, Elias, uh, Sheila, and Tabitha. When we heard this from our Savior, we rejoiced and exulted, and we offered all glory and thanksgiving to Yahuwah Elohim and our Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. He it is to whom is uh, due glory, honor, dignity, dominion, power, and praise, as well as to the Good Father with him, and to the Ruach HaKodesh that giveth life, henceforth and in all time forevermore. Amen. Well, that, that concludes the reading of that book. I had forgotten that it was that long. <laughs> And uh, some of the content in there. So, James, are you still with me? Yes, sir. I was not able to take notes while I was reading that, but what are some of your thoughts?
1: What are some of the things that stuck out to you?
2: Yeah. So, um, obviously, you know, similarly to the first one, there there are some content issues. Um, Mainly in the in the foreword and the mentioning of the the essence and the three persons, but it is interesting that um, the I guess the the commentators foreword says one essence, three persons, but then later on in the account itself, there's a differentiation between you know my father, myself, and the ruach, again pointing. A non-Trinitarian um, outlook into this ancient text, so that's that's interesting to me. Um, I like the information that we get about Joseph and Mary, um, specifically how you know Joseph was a pious, old, elderly, aged man of ninety years old when you know Mary was entrusted to him at the age of twelve. I thought that was fascinating. Um, it, and Kaylee was bringing this up as you were reading. It seems like he was placed with her as kind of like a, I don't know, at least for the first two years, just kind of caring for her. Um, you know, because she couldn't be in the temple anymore um, due to, you know, her time coming. Um, so she was put into his house for safekeeping and he was off working and Um, She was essentially taking care of his youngest. I I kind of um, took this document saying that Yaakov was the youngest of his sons. um, being He would have been younger than her because she rose him up or she raised him, I I guess. Um, But I did find a... This is interesting because it's never stood out to me before. But I found a um, contradiction... When it says that, you know, Herod the Great, the father of Archelaus, it was this same Herod who ordered my friend and relative, Yocan, to be beheaded. But then the next paragraph, it says that that impious tyrant Herod. um, Sorry, one second. Thank you. Um, it says in the next paragraph, the impious tyrant Herod died. And so, you know, Yosef and Mary came back to the land of Israel and then lived in Nazareth. So I, that never stood out to me before how in one sentence it says that it was this same Herod who ordered Yocanon to die. But then it says that he died, which... Brought them back to Israel. So, does that is that a contradiction, or is that Yochanan being? Yeah, no, because yeah, because he baptized him when his ministry started. So, yeah, this is all referring to before Yeshua's ministry. Yeah, so it's
1: a contradiction. Okay, yeah, so that that stood out to me. <laughs> so <clears throat> this this book right here.
0: Last week, we read through uh, what I called pilot literature uh, in episode one, and it was also very poetic uh, that reminded me a lot of the Book of Job, how it's written, the dialogue. And then earlier tonight, we read from martyrdom literature, in which I had mentioned that the most popular is the uh, martyrdom of Polycarp, which I I do hope to read in the series. And this one is, I don't know if there's a a name for it, but it's, it's like a deathbed literature, and this was extremely popular. Just to, to give a reference, there is actually the the twelve patriarchs, which are phenomenal reads. Uh, some of them were actually in the Dead Sea Scroll, uh, Dead Sea Dead Sea Scrolls, at Qumran. And the idea behind the the twelve patriarchs is that as each of Yaakov's sons are dying, they gather their their children around their bed, and they you know they tell them about. Uh, their their regrets their life their their sins and just as you kind of see Yaakov on his own deathbed as well uh in scripture uh where he's you know blessing each of his 12 sons and so you see the same thing here it's kind of interesting where Yosef is is on his bed and that that was one thing I found really touching where he's just like uh He's just going through and just so sorrowful for all the things he did. I mean, he he talked about this one time where uh, he had a very perverse thought. He said he had a very perverse thought about Miriam, and he so just regrets that the day that that happened. And apparently this happened right around the time he found out she was pregnant. And uh, so I found that really touching. The only thing um, and I wish I could have this was such a long read i wish i could have uh taken notes as i was reading i was trying you know focus so hard on getting the words out the only thing that really stood out to me as okay like this is not legit at all is uh the part where like towards the end yahushua like he like diverts from his talk and he's saying okay now we're we're to commemorate my father uh from here on out we're going to have a feast for him and we're going to commemorate him and and people who who like write about his story will be blessed and It's say like, oh i get it yeah the, the guy who's writing this is going to be blessed I, I get that uh and uh that was a little bit too much for me uh it, it really took me out of the 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 story it it made it less credible um and yeah so again though this is really interesting because this is the only a document that I've so far read where it mentions all of his uh, siblings, including the names of his two sisters. Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing Asia, but uh, or Asia. I don't I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And what was the other one? Uh, I didn't write it down. Was it Lydia or something like that? It was a really pretty name. Um. Yeah, it was Lydia. Yeah, Lydia. Yeah, it was good. I also really you know again some of this stuff might be a little bit unjarring for some people if it's this is your first time reading some of these extra biblical books, but the whole concept of death coming with them and uh, is it's it's really fascinating because it's the same kind of thing we see like with the with the Gospel of Bartholomew, the Gospel of Nicodemus, and some of those where death is a the the angel of uh, the angel of, well, I don't know if he's the angel of death. He I mean, Maybe he's the angel of death. He is the uh, uh, death himself who is, you know, the the, the chief of, of Sheol. It seems like he's coming here to collect the body. And it's interesting because this was, this idea of what happens to the body after you die is, is one of the main themes of the book of Second Esdras. For anyone who's read this, and how the the soul is given seven days of consciousness after they die, after they're put down. And the righteous soul uh, gets to see the glories of the kingdom to come, and he gets to uh, rejoice in that uh, before, you know, the angel finally puts him night-night down in Sheol. And then the the non-righteous soul, uh, to any kind of extreme, to the wicked soul, you know, is going to mourn and weep and be in torment because of what they see they've done and and what they have uh given up on and you know cashed in and um so i thought that was really interesting to see some of that there with the um the afterlife and how yahushua prayed that uh that you know no evil demon or anything like that um you know touch him. which again though is is a promise of all the righteous given to us in the book of second that they will be guarded by, you know, angels and so on and so forth. And the, the, the evil spirits will not, uh, you know, have their way with them. So, uh, anyways, that was, that was some of my thoughts on this. James, did you have anything else you wanted to add?
2: Sure. Yeah. There was at the very end there. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm sure you had this thought as you were reading it, but also I, I've never heard any other names added with Enoch and Elias. Um, being the two witnesses that are slaughtered by the anti-messiah. And to put, I'm not sure who this Sheila or Sheila individual is, but if Tabitha is the Tabitha that we see in Acts 9, then that really does give us a timestamp of, you know, pretty, pretty recent. But then again, there's a contradiction in that this is 500 years too early. And Tabitha, it must be a
0: different Tabitha. I don't know. Interesting. Unless
2: she came back, I don't know. That's weird.
0: Thoughts? Yeah. Right. So th- yeah. So that is a good thought, and it, clearly, it, this this lo- goes for for everyone listening. Is is I do believe that Enoch and uh, Elias or Eliyahu, uh, you know, you'd know him as Elijah, did come back ab- about five hundred years later, give or take, you know, a century or whatever. There's there's just way too many prophecies on this. And this is the first time that I have heard this before of, of Sheila and Tabitha. I'd like to know more about who they are. This could be the Tabitha from Acts. I don't. I don't really know. Um, yeah, I don't. That's just that's really fascinating. And the reason I I would say that this would not be seventy A.D. That you know that there, there could have been an Antichrist figure there. Uh, it could have been uh, one of the, the Flavians who we discussed this in our group. Who uh, very likely. Could have put up an idol of jealousy in the temple court that and that that's what i that's what I think the mark of the beast was in revelation that it was uh it was an idol of jealousy talked about in the book of Elijah, uh, not the book of Elijah the book of uh Ezekiel uh in which they would it would have been in the court they would have had to offer some blessing or get a mark from this this idol this god in order to go in and worship yahuwah and the idea was is that um uh, and, and the idea is is that people would have thought they were doing it for the greater good yeah i'm doing this so i could go worship yah but this is the in the temple and it, it only makes sense to me that um the the i am convinced now that the mark was specifically related to the temple and nothing else because people have uh, they sell themselves out to other gods all the time, every day, all over the world. This is really unique. So it could be, it could be in that context. The only thing I would separate here is that obviously Elijah, Eliyahu, and and Enoch did not show up by 7080. So now I'm just talking in circles. So obviously we're looking at a later date.
2: As you're reading, did you feel the, um, did you feel the shift when it went from? Yahusha speaking to the apostles speaking, like in the first person. Did you feel that? I did. What do you think about that? Do we have a multiple writers here? Do we have a writer after the fact writing in the perspective of them? Because if we have a writer after the fact writing the perspective of them, maybe the writer after the fact knows some kind of historical thing that they are putting as kind of like a not yet to come, but they already knew that it happened which is why we have these two individuals here that died with Enoch and Elias. What do you think about that?
0: It's possible, I guess. Um, I will say that, you know, pointing out in the, the gospel of John, he says at the very end that I think this is beautiful. And we don't think about this enough. It, it, John says that Yahushua Messiah did so much, so many miracles, you know, said so many things that, that if you try to record them all, uh, you could not fill every book in the world. I think he says something like, I suppose you could not, which is an incredible thought. And if you're thinking that in a ministry of so many years, you know, I've gone back and forth on one year ministry or three year. I I think it's, you know, I I have based on our John study, I have concluded that I believe it was a three year ministry. He was in, I used to be a one year guy. And um, in three years, I mean, like what? What was? What, what is this? Like a a two hour discourse, an hour discourse over lunch, right? Like Yahusha probably you know had so much to say to his disciples, and um, I I yeah. So I think that I think that the apostles, um, one of them we saw in the uh, Ronit pointed out in the Hebrew epistle of Yehuda, Jude that. That Yaakov is pointed out there as an apostle, which is really interesting. So I I kind of think, I had suggested earlier that I think he was one of those who wrote this. I think if this is legit, I don't know. I'm not saying it is. But I would target him as responsible because he seems to be the one that focuses a
1: lot on family history. And all the things I've read attributed to him. So. Well, with that, is there anybody here listening in who has any thoughts on this? And again, it won't hurt my feelings if you don't like it. Well, what a prayer uh, from Joseph. That was that
3: was pretty incredible. And from a pious man, too. Think about all the things I've done. Ooh. Mm.
1: But, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Well, I, I was saying I agree. I found his prayer to
0: be my favorite part of the entire book, and um, also a little bit haunting was or chilling was after he died, and and I'd have to dig up the actual quote, but Yehusha like looks to Miriam and he's like, you know, all his works, everything he did, it's like it never happened at all, which it, it reminds me very much of like of Job, the kind of thing you would read in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Gotcha. I did notice that he talked about Yeshua being a child of the
1: Ruach. I thought that was interesting. Yes. Did, and, you, have uh, any, did you have any
3: specific thoughts on that? Um, well, I just thought of more evidence of the Ruach Kokadesh being basically his mother. Um, which I've thought that for quite some time now, but that was cool. Um, I would like to know more about what the banquet of a thousand years is. Does anybody have any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, does anybody else I have a, I have an answer to it, but does anybody else before I talk? Well I would you know I would say that it's the, what we call the millennial kingdom, obviously. and this is what's so important about uh, the Sabbath day. Uh, we in my opinion, the Sabbath day is a uh, prophetic longing for the day of the Lord, um, which, of course, in this context, from where we're at in history, has already happened, the Millennial Kingdom. But this is why I believe the Sabbath day is still so important. It's, it's, it's one, of the fourth, four, uh, one of the Ten Commandments, of course. It's the Fourth Commandment. But it, it it's just strange that uh, within Christianity, there's this idea that well, that the, the Sabbath has been done away with. Uh but, you know, in the millennial kingdom, you know, that'll be that will be the rest in Yehusha, right? Which is actually what Hebrews is actually pointing to. It is a rest that has you now we're on the opposite end of that. But the idea is, is that there's a thousand this thousand years banquet of rest. And I it mentioned it two or three times in here, and so I think that's exactly what it pointed to. It the the prophecy in here for Joseph was that his body would be preserved until the day of the Thousand Years' uh, Feast. Um, so I think that's interesting. I've often wondered, um, I've often wanted to look into that with, like, graves and that kind of stuff. And, and you know, where did, did a lot of bodies disappear, you know, from tombs and that kind of stuff? You know, did they get resurrected and so on and so forth?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the last question I have in my notes about this is: uh, Can anyone explain to me what they were talking about with the thirty-sixty and one hundred?
0: Give me the context on that. Where's, where's the thirty-sixty
3: and one hundred? I I don't exactly remember. I just remember hearing it going, "What are they talking about there?" And so I wrote it down. Does anyone else remember what the context was for that part?
2: Yeah. So. It's where, let's see, he's speaking to his father. Uh, so Yahushua is speaking to his father and it's um, talking about any man who presents an offering on the day of commemoration to Yosef, he will bless them in the church of the virgins for one, I will render unto him 30, 60, and 100. Um, this is this is what I would agree with Noel is kind of like an insert here, but that's that's the... The context of your question, it's essentially giving an offering on the day which commemorates Yosef. And like being given back um, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold for that offering that's given. I'm not really sure what the Church of the Virgins is, but that seems to be
1: the context that you're referring to. Okay, thank you that was the paragraph where he goes off on the, the, the feast of Joseph, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. That was the one, that was the one paragraph where I'm like, I don't know about this. Well, actually I do know about it. I I mean, I shouldn't say I don't know about this. That's the one paragraph where I'm like, okay, if this was original, this is not legit. Uh, if it, it was added later, no sweat, but clearly, um, <laughs> yeah I don't I don't see Yahusha uh, telling us to create a yearly feast for his uh, dearly
3: departed father on this earth. It definitely seems like some
1: numerology was added in there for some reason that I don't understand. That's a good point Well, cheers, thank you. Well, it's kind of a it feels a little bit of a quiet room
0: tonight, and uh, partly. One of my uh, wingmen, Rob, is gone tonight. So he usually is a big conversationalist. And I really miss him when he's gone. Uh, He had some stuff that came up tonight. So he wasn't able to make it. But uh, did anyone else have any uh,
1: thoughts or comments on this? Observations. Wendy's trying to speak, but. I think she's having issues unmuting her mic. Uh well it doesn't I'm look not. like it's Go ahead, Wendy.
4: Okay. If you uh you were asking about the ABID twenty six, the day that they were talking about?
0: We did ask about it, yes.
4: Okay. I believe the ABIT is first month, okay? And if you look at the Zidokian calendar, I apologize. It's just one of those things I kind of know a little bit. Every year on the 26th day of the first month is for us the wave offering of the barley, what you call first fruits. Okay. The day after the, you know, Sabbath, remember the thing? So that's always on the 26th. It's actually in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, there's a section where they write it down. So that's one of the things. That's when we do the uh, uh, wave offering of the barley. Bar and the, the other thing that I had is that, uh, remember last week we were talking about Mary and Mary would say that it was uh, her father. Remember? Uh, yeah. yeah uh, with Kifa. Yes. With uh, her, her, her dad. Oh, yes okay uh, i mean her husband you know joseph right yes wasn't that what we are talking about anyways what the, this uh scriptures today you were reading it said that you know he took her in to take care of her not necessary to marry her remember the two years you took he wanted to take care of her so maybe she, he, they gave her uh, married to joseph so that he could take care of her. So, she, you know, she didn't have to be wedded up until she gets uh, married off. And I thought maybe that was kind of cool too. So maybe it, it was meant to be kind of like a father thing. Hey, it's like uh, sending it to your grandparents. Hey, this child needs somebody to take care of her, you know, etc. You know, I don't know. So maybe that's why she said father instead of husband or whatever. That's all I had. Thanks for everything.
0: Yeah, now this is the first time that I've read, I don't know if there's a second witness on this, and maybe I'll find one, where Joseph or Yosef was identified as a priest in the temple. If I'm not mistaken, I did read that tonight, and it kind of caught me by surprise. There was quite a lot in here, which I didn't. I, I I read through this once before, like a few months back, and uh, I, I didn't remember reading that. So that really had me by surprise. But the, the one thing that this is consistent with... So many other books. It, 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 no, whether or not this book is is legit or not, I I, I can't answer that. Um, I ha- I have many reservations with this. Uh, not as many as I do with the last little snippet book that we read of the Revelation of Stephen. I do have some rever- res- uh, reservations, however. The story is lines up with so many others we re- read with uh, the the Gospel of Yaakov, or it's sometimes called the Infancy Gospel of Yaakov where it talks about Miriam being that age, being 12 years old. And they said in here specifically that they had to uh, remove her from the temple. She lived in the temple, but uh, she served the the priest there, but she had to be removed because her uh, you know period was going to be starting any moment. And they couldn't have her be unclean in the temple. Uh, you have to be removed from it. And so obviously that's the reason why uh, they brought in Yosef uh, to marry her. Now, what they didn't really detail in here... They did talk about how they, they numbered a bunch of men or whatever, and, and then they just quickly said that Joseph was selected. But according to the Gospel of Cove, it was like this, these lots that were drawn, and all these men were excited. They wanted to marry her. And, um, and it didn't fall to any of them, and they were all like disappointed. And you know, finally, it, it fell to Joseph, and he wasn't like even there at the time, at the moment or whatever. And so, yeah, for him, it was always a all the things I've read with him, it's like, yeah, I'll take care of her, so on and so forth um and actually, those two years that he provided for her, uh he wasn't even there most of the time. He was out on the road doing carpentry work, like he wasn't even
1: there at the house, so that's you know what I've gathered I have um
5: a comment question um and I know I've discussed this with James and Kaylee, and so maybe they can help me remember too. But wasn't Joseph, um, wasn't he a, a high priest along with um Gamaliel and Nicodemus and um Zachariah? I'm were all four of them. Didn't we read, haven't we read in some places where all four of them were different high priests at different times and kind of related brothers
2: or something? I can't remember what you re- I can't remember the reference exactly, but I know that um, based on the things that Zen has studied and released, uh, he believes that Joseph, Gamaliel, and Nicodemus were all three brothers.
5: Oh, and maybe Joseph of Arimathea also. Joseph of Arimathea
2: being like a like a cousin or an uncle.
0: So that's the first I've ever heard that. I've never heard before the claim that Joseph, Gamaliel, and Nicodemus were brothers.
2: I'm sorry. Uh. Okay, not I'm sorry, not not Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea. Thank you, Kim. That you're, okay. You're right. So it was Joseph, Gamaliel, Nicodemus. I I want to clear that up because Zen doesn't think that Yahusha's Ye- dad is you know, related to it. Cause that would make him a nephew of Gamaliel and Nicodemus Arimathea is, is who I was trying to refer to. Sorry about
5: that. Okay. So I mistook the Joseph and said that wrong because So, we, sorry about that guys.
0: So then we don't, so we, I was actually intrigued cause I'm like, okay, maybe there's another reference to Joseph being a priest at the temple. Um, so, yeah,
1: that's um that's something I'm going to have to keep my eyes open for. Or how that would even work, I don't even know. Well, guys, with that, if you guys have any more any more thoughts on this, feel free to speak now. I'll give you guys a couple more minutes and then we'll close up. Wow, okay, quite I'll,
5: I'll, I'll say one more thing. Um I, of course I just love all of these great <laughs> ancient texts and I loved this story when I first read it and um I read it along along with Kaylee and James. We read them together and we um read several other infancy gospels. And I was so excited about it that um, I printed them off at Christmas time three different stories and put them in a little book form and rolled it up like a scroll and tied it. And I gave those out as little gifts to my friends and family. And (laughs) I got. A lot of backlash for all of that. and But I was so excited. I thought everybody else would just be so amazed and excited that these stories are available now for us to read. And um, yeah, it didn't turn out like that. In fact, I still don't think I've recovered from doing that. <laughs> um, and I'm looked at slightly crazily at this point now.
0: What what was the other ones you did this one and what were the other books?
5: Um, I uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it infancy uh,
0: James or infancy Matthew?
5: It was two stories about Mary. Um, James, do you remember what I did? I uh, came... the
2: pre evangelium of James. Um, and the, I think you did this one we just read and yeah yeah the infancy gospel. Um, I think one more.
5: Yeah, there well, was one more about more about Mary, and I can go look to see what they were. But yeah, I printed I, them off. And yeah, didn't go so well.
0: I get really excited by these books as well, which is why I'm doing this series. And I hope other people find the same excitement in them as I do. And I'm a, I'm kind of getting sad because I've read so many of them now. I'm like, are there more out there? You know, well, you know, every time I discover a new one, it, these two came to me from James he was the one to introduce these two to me that we read tonight uh, which is why I decided to do these in episode two and uh, of course we have like I have like a list of like 30 other books that I want to go through for this series but yeah it's they're not even that available if you think about it like last week when we read the um the gospel of Gamaliel I had a very difficult time finding any website. There was no website that I found that actually printed it out. Like, I went ahead and I worked the PDF and, uh, you know, formatting it and correcting and everything and put it on the website. I couldn't find any other website that did it, which is really surprising. And it's the same thing with these books. These are so unheard of. So there are, even though... You would you would think that on the internet this would these would be way more readily available, but they're still like in some back alley bookshop, you know, that you really have to you have to look around on the internet or know somebody who knows someone who can introduce them to you. So that's one of the things I'm hoping to do in this series is that you know more people who have never read them, never heard of them, can at least consider them. And again, at the end of the day, how someone feels about it that's one thing, but at least. They will have heard it. They can make an, an informed decision at this time. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and close this, unless if anyone has any uh, thoughts. I Kimberly?
5: found what the other one was. It was the Gospel of the Nativity of Mary. And um, I looked really quick on James and Kaylee's website because that's where there's several, several of them posted. Um, and I'll just put a link in. Because you can go and read several of them there. Um, I mean, people can if they want to. And that was the name of the other one.
0: Well, I'll admit I have never read that book. So there's a new one for me to read. I've never read the Gospel of, uh, the, in- but the, gospel of the Nativity of Mary, I think you said. Yeah, so the Gospel
5: of the Nativity of Mary. I'm looking at it right now on their website.
0: Well, that's some homework for me. So that's a new one to go dig into. Maybe we'll throw it into the series in a little while. Well, I'll Without to- a link in. With that, I'm going to officially close. Thank you all for coming by and listening in tonight and also contributing. And we will be doing this again next week with um, some more. We'll be hitting – I think next week we're going to be – the plan is to go with something a little bit more controversial. We're going to go with The Testament of Solomon. And uh, that's one of those books where you get it or you don't. And, uh, you know, it could cause heads to spin. So uh, come back next week, and we'll go through that. I can't wait. And uh, with that, we're going to close. So open forum. You guys can jump in and do the after party and start talking.